Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Kruben Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted to be joined by a very bronze-looking Eddie Hurd. I know you've been uh, travelling around, making deals and... Mm. Yeah, it's been a, been a fruitful month. Good to see you, son. Are you still moaning? About what? Well, because you had a little moment you threw your toys out at the pram a little bit, didn't you? Like, oh, we're not friends anymore, mate. Oh, not got time for IFL anymore. 19 what? days. Get this one, yeah? 19 what about days. this one? What about this one? Go on. When I've done an Akinbarak interview and you, you piped up, oh, see, you've done an Akinbarak interview and got time for the IFL interview. Oh. I didn't really you say did. that. You were throwing your I toys out the pram. Really you, you did. You did. Um, no, all good, mate. Ready to go. I mean, look, we finished last year, didn't we? Uh, with a, a howling schedule. Um, AJ, 1,000 people back. Canelo Smith, 12,000 people back. And I really felt that we'd go into this year, you know, back, getting back to normal. And we've just gone 10 steps back. Um, no boxing in January. I didn't feel like that was a bad decision for the board. I get it. But I think they really had to come back with boxing in February. You know, the government allowed elite sport and we've got to crack on. So we've cracked on. And I wanted to come back with shows, almost like a fight camp feel. You know, I know we're not outdoors in the garden, but you know, that same kind of feel of, you know, deep cards and as many 50-50 fights on the undercard as we can, etc. And I think we've got a cracking schedule. I think we've probably got the best schedule that we've started a year for, for, for uh, many years. February the 13th, IBF world champion, Josh Warrington out of the ring for... I think about 15 months now. Fights Maurizio Lara, Zelfa Barrett against Kiko Martinez. Great fight, big step up for Zelfa Barrett. On that card, Reese Mould against Lee Wood for the British featherweight title. On that card, D- uh, Dalton Smith against Lee Appleyard. Big step up for him, great fight for him. Uh, Shannon Courtney on that card, Hopi Price on that card. So that's that's the first one. And um, do you want to talk individually about them? Or no, I, just, I know we're, we've got time, we've not got loads of time, so we're going to try and 
condense mm. all this information we're getting. Can you just clarify the Warrington Kanzu mm. situation? Mm. Uh, and obviously, I know you've spoken about it, but tell us yeah, why. Yeah, it's that frustrating. Happened. I mean, look, the deal with Kanzu was he wanted crowds to return. So originally, this fight was due for Headingley. Then we were going to do it in Leeds, and then obviously having AJ back with a thousand people, his whole deal was set up around you know X amount of fans, and uh, more importantly, he wanted fans in the arena. And Robert Diaz and myself have been working really hard to close that fight out. Um, and we basically, Kanzu said, could we not just wait till April or May when we got more chance of getting fans? And um, obviously, traveling over from China for the fight, everything become a little bit difficult. We started to run out of time. We also have the Kid Galahad situation as well, which, you know, it, it's a mess, to be honest with you. The whole thing's a mess, and we're looking after Kid Galahad to make sure he's treated fairly. Josh Warrington's got to try and find the big fight. And I think for Josh, if he comes through Lara, he'll move very quickly into a fight with Kanzu, or maybe even Gary Russell, that we're in negotiations with as well. So. It's just dealing with all the dynamics, but most importantly, it was a case of getting Josh out. He hasn't boxed for 15 months. So it's gonna be weird for him boxing behind closed doors, but he needs to get out and he needs to be thrown in that big fight because he wants that defining night. You know, he wants to become Ring Magazine champion. Um, and of course, you know, it's gonna be um, difficult for him, like I said, behind closed doors. He's gotta look good against Lara and then go straight into that kind of fight. Um, I understand Shannon Courtney will not be rematching Rachel Ball on that card. Can you explain that situation? Yes, so Shannon Courtney, well, we'll get into that, but Shannon Courtney was due to fight Rachel Ball for the WBA Bantamweight Championship on that card. Rachel Ball um, wasn't ready for that date, she had an illness, so that fight takes place on April the 10th, confirmed. So Rachel Ball against Shannon Courtney for the WBA World Bantamweight Championship on the April 10th Conor Ben card. And Shannon Courtney will run out on February the 13th. She's been training hard. She's trained all over Christmas. She's ready to go. So she'll have a six round fight on February the 13th and she'll fight Rachel Ball for the world title on April 10th. Okay. Um, right, let's move from uh, February 13th to- Feb 20. 20? Yeah. I mean, I love this fight. David Abanesian against will Josh Will it finally happen? Yes, it will happen. And, and, it will happen because, obviously, Avanesian wants this fight bad, but Josh Kelly wants this fight bad, and so does Adam Booth. But everyone understands, no one can move on till this fight is over. Three postponements, or whatever it's been. Feb 20, this fight happens. This is a fucking brilliant fight. Shit. This is a brilliant fight. <laughs> is, is your watch okay? <laughs> no, no. Um, this is a brilliant fight. Brilliant fight. We find out everything we need to know about Josh Kelly in this fight. Uh, Anthony Fowler returns against Jorge Forterra. One of my favorite fights of the schedule, Ryland Charlton uh, against uh, Florian Marku. Just absolutely love that fight. Romford Ball, Johnny Fisher, makes his pro debut. Robbie Davis Jr. set to the fight on that card as well. Um, love the card, but for me, of all the fights, like, like, and I know obviously we've got a huge run to talk about on March 6th, I just love this fight. I love this fight. I can't wait. Okay. I can't wait for the needle in the bubble, as well, to be fair. Neil Marsh, Carl Greaves, Adam Booth, that whole mix. It's going to be double lively. Right, we move from the 20th to... March 6th. It's the big one. Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, baby. White Povetkin, the rescheduled November fight. A lot of people said, too early for Dillian White. He didn't think so, but now we get that fight March 6th. 
How big is that fight for Dillian White? Choo, choo. Was that was that a cross between huge and cheese? Yes. So it was a huge. So basically, uh, that fight is everything. It's the biggest fight announced so far, 2021. How is Povetkin's health situation? Good. He's in camp. He's. They wouldn't. That's why they wanted to have that bigger break. They're not. You know, they have to win this fight themselves. So they're not going to go into a fight ill prepared. So uh, Povetkin ready to fight. Um, you know, Dillian White more than ready to fight. Dillian White must win. Must win. I mean, it's like a defeat for him in that fight is is horrendous for his world championship uh, dreams. It's massive that fight. You imagine just a couple of minutes before that first belt, everyone is going to be absolutely shitting themselves, me included. But Dillian's got the, the bit between his teeth. He's ready for this fight. And I believe he's going to win the fight. Who else will feature on that card? So there's two fight, two championship fights still to be announced. We've already confirmed Ted Cheeseman against JJ Metcalf. Great fight. Brilliant fight. British yeah. like middleweight championship. Fabio Wardley will step up against Eric Molina Ooh. on that card. Good heavyweight fight. One really big fight to be added and another championship fight. And Campbell Hatton will make his pro debut. No pressure, son. On uh, on White Povetki. Um, that's going to be the date his pro debut and I can't wait um, like I said absolutely all or nothing for Dillian White March 6th you've made some comments that if Touchwood Dillian comes through that rematch with, with Povetkin um, you want him to face Deontay Wilder I just year. love the fight I mean look Dillian wants to get back in a mandatory position and force a shot at the world title we all know you know we're trying to do Fury against AJ I just love Dillian against Wilder don't you I just think it's Brilliant. I mean one it's a great fight two the build up will be mental but for many years, Dillian White was calling out Deontay Wilder, and obviously Wilder lost, now he's calling Dillian White out. Forget about, oh, now you want me, and now then you didn't. Fuck that. Excuse my language. Make the fight, you know. But let's, let's just get one thing right. Dillian White just got knocked out against Alexander Povetkin. He's got to rematch him first. But if he can win, and I believe he will, I think there's some massive fights out there, and I just love Wilder White. I do. Mm. Um, right, moving on from March the 6th to... March 20. March 20, Lawrence Akoli will fight Christoph Glowacki for the WBO World Cruiserweight Championship. Massive opportunity for Lawrence this time. He'll headline a card, looked fantastic last time out against Jezuski. Chantel Cameron will face her mandatory Melissa Hernandez in the defence of her WBC World title. Chris Billum smith will fight, fight Dion Juma Great for the fight. British Cruiserweight yeah. title. Great fight. Uh, also on that card... Um, Jeez, lost me marbles. Um, also on that card, Joe Caldina will return. How can I forget the Welsh wizard? He'll be returning on that card as well. Ramla Ali will be on that card as well. It's all coming back to me now, son. A um, couple of weeks off, but you're all right. It's all still there. Still sharp as, sharp as, sharp as I come, son. Sharp as I come. Um, and yeah, can't wait. I, I just think a Cody is a great fight. You know, for any Brit to become a world champion. And let's have it right. I know that people moan about vacant world title fights. That's a proper vacant world title fight. If he beats Glowacki, you can't moan about him deservedly mm. world champion. And I believe he punches harder than any cruiserweight out there. I believe he's so dangerous. Shane McGuigan's done a great job. He's getting better and better, um, Lawrence. And I believe he's going to become world champion on March 20. From March 22. April 10th. Conor Ben against Samuel Vargas. Great fight. Great fight. Connor's wanted that fight for about 12 months now. Obviously, remember, 
Vargas fighting Amir Khan, good fights with Calazo, fought Virgil Ortiz. He's a tough fight. I mean, you know, Formella came and survived a little bit, but this guy's going to come to fight. Um, it's going to be a firefight. Big statement for Conor Ben. Two world championship fights on that undercard. Savannah Marshall will defend her world middleweight championship, and Shannon Courtney will fight Rachel Ball for the WBA World Bantamweight Championship. Felix Cash and Cash Farouk also returning to that card as well. There's probably saying that I've missed out on some cards. You know, sorry for if I have. Um, and yeah, it's another big show, big big opportunity for Conor Ben. Of course, everyone talking about Conor Ben facing Josh Kelly, and obviously if they both get through those challenges, that's something we'd love to do. What's the situation regarding Felix Cash and Denzel Bentley? So the Felix order? Cash, yeah, we wait. We've contacted the board the other day and said, can you? Hurry up with this. We want to get the purse bid underway for that fight. Um, so you're, you're playing up for that fight? 100%. Yeah. Great fight. Yeah. Denzel Bentley's a good fighter. Felix Cash is, you know, we back him to win that fight. We're also in talks for him to fight Signani for the, uh, um, for the uh, European Middleweight Championship. So we'll see what happens, but we're all up for the Denzel Bentley fight. I think it's a great fight. So 10th of April. Yeah, and then we go into the end of April, which we haven't announced yet. Katie Taylor will return towards the end of April. Lerone Richards for the Europeans. Like loads, loads to add. So this is your initial schedule? Uh, which is April been... 10. Yeah, five shows in the UK between Feb 13 and April 10. Have some of that. Okay. Where will these shows take place? Uh, I've not got a clue. I don't know. I mean, with... Wembley got... is a possibility? Yeah, Wembley. A few other venues as well. Um... I think that it makes sense to stage it all under one roof. You know, I talked to Dylan the other day and he really wants fans back for his fight with Povetkin. So, you know, we may take that one on the road, but it's likely we'll build a residency, could be back at Wembley, and we'll announce that. What is he? Wembley, Wembley. Because it's easy for you, isn't it? No, it's easy for me. It's an hour and a half away from Oh, me. terrible. Ooh. You just um, made it sound like it was on my doorstep, but it um, is. So, we'll be putting that together over the next week, just finalising stuff now. Um, and, and we'll make sure the board are happy because you know it's they've also taken a leap of faith to be doing these shows. Despite the board um, obviously giving the green light for boxing to resume in February, do you have any concerns going into this next phase of boxing? Eddie? About what? Just about everything, like the whole just being in a pandemic situation. With no, COVID. I mean we, you know, you've been part of our bubbles. I think they're the best bubbles in boxing. Um, the, the safety of our staff, the safety of our fighters is paramount. Um, you know, we'll keep talking to the board. The one thing to consider, you know, when you when you look at a location of a fight in this pandemic is one: Are you able to get the best care for a fighter in a result of an injury or or a fighter that needs ur urgent medical attention? And are you putting unnecessary strain on the NHS if you know in a specific area? Um, so there's a, a list of areas that the board would probably prefer us to go. We'll listen to them. We'll make sure that the, um, you know, the, the facilities, the care, the medical attention for the fighters is second to none. Uh, we'll make sure that we can, you know, help wherever we can with the NHS. But elite sport must continue, and boxing must continue, and we can't afford to not continue because the sport will suffer. So, like I said, I think this is the best schedule. We've never put a schedule like this together, you know, announce five, five, five shows straight off the bat. It's always, you know, this is our first show and this comes next. So we have, and by the way, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. 
I mean, when you talk about concerns, I don't really have those concerns. What I have concern about is tomorrow, a fight falls through. Next day, another one. And then you replace it. I'm saying to fighters right now, stay ready. Fighters, you will get opportunities in this pandemic if you are ready. Um, and, you know, you saw yesterday, I think it was uh, Kovalev failed a drugs test. And, yeah, what uh, did you think about that? I don't really know enough about it. He's failed a drugs test, you know, fights off. Um, and then Rakimov tested positive against Jojo Diaz. Two shows just, you know, thrown into doubt. And this is how it's going to be. I spoke to Robert Diaz. Yes, I said, and we all thought that we were over the worst. The worst is just coming. Now, in terms of the logistics of doing shows. But, you know, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit at home and moan or are you going to fucking roll your sleeves up and get stuck in? The latter. That's what we're going to do about it. And, you know, you, you, you go through the disappointments, you, you wake up to the bad news, you solve the bad news, you overcome that. You know, that's, that's how things are going to be over the next few months. But we've got no choice because otherwise the sport stops. We're not having that. Are we, sir? No, absolutely not. I allowed it. Are we, sir? No, mate! Well, hey! hey! Eddie, was you surprised about the Cobbler situation? What, in failing drugs test? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was a good fight. I was looking forward to it, actually. Um, but with Cobbler, it was quite weird because I messaged someone a day before. Actually, looked like I had some inside information. And I said, because they moved the fight from Russia to America. And I said, do you think this fight will happen? And they went, yeah, why, why do you not? And then the next day that happened, and they texted me last night going, how do you know that? I said, I didn't. But with Kovalev, anything can happen, can't it? I didn't expect this to happen, but, um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Can you clarify the situation with Estrada and Chocolatito? Yeah, weird. Is there a situation? There is no situation. Okay. I mean, someone, basically someone, I think it was the trainer of Estrada said that he's heard that Chocolatito wants to delay the fight. So all of a sudden, I mean, that fight is so horny for hardcore fans. Do you know that, don't you? Like this, is, this fight is like the ultimate. All of a sudden, I've gone on my Twitter, you are so hern, you've announced a fight without the Both guys are signed contracts for this fight. You know, it's, it's already in their agreement. When, when, we, when we announce a fight, we don't just go, yeah, just fucking, just, just announce it on March 13th and we'll speak to the fighters later. We spoke to the fighters teams, their promoters, their managers, everything's done. So I'm getting these messages. I'm going back to Zanfa and Mr. Honda, you know, Tekken, and said, what's going on? And they said, no, he's, he's going to camp on Monday. He's in Mexico going to camp. We say eight weeks away, we're all good. So they're both in camp, March 13th. We're actually finalizing the venue, which looks like Texas. Um, yeah, so all good. Okay, Eddie, uh, Bob Arum has made some comments this week talking about the Joshua Fury fight, saying that talks are, are progressing very well and that also a location has been secured. Can you make any comment on this, please? Uh, just, I mean, the first bit's right. Talks are going great, you know, and, and I expect a deal to be reached in the coming weeks. Certainly no uh, location is secured, but... Is there, there a front runner? Oh, there's been multiple offers. Um, we haven't got too deep into that yet because we want to get the deal done. I don't want to go and start approaching venues when we don't have a deal in place with the fighters. So, you know, what we'll do is we'll make sure the fighters are happy with the turn. Oh, shit, I've done it again. And um, then we go and go to the venues and, and look at finalising the deal. So, you know, 
Um, there's been some significant offers, there's been some huge interest, but it's still in play. Singapore? Yep, yep, there's been approach from there as well. Um, Saudi, obviously. Yep, Qatar. Dubai? Yep. Okay. Uh, China. Um, place in Eastern Europe. UK? Uh, a couple of Australia. UK? Well, no, because, I mean, we're going to need 100,000 of Wembley yeah. to even consider that. What in May? I mean, do you want to back that? Can you just can you just no. bankroll that gate just in case that don't happen for me, please? Um, so yeah, I just think we've got to get this fight made. Most importantly, you know, not that I don't care about Fury, but I want to make sure AJ's happy with everything, and then we'll go to the market with with Bob. We'll speak to the relevant parties who want to make the you know the relevant bids for this fight, this mega fight. And then we'll collectively make a decision about what's best for the fighters. But the part about them potentially earning up to a hundred million each, mm -hmm. is that accurate? Yeah, I think that's possible, yeah. Yeah. I mean look, a lot, you know, when you do a fight like that, it's dependent on the site fee and of course the pay-per-view revenue is the biggest it's the big it's the biggest fight in boxing. It could be the biggest fight of all time. I mean that's that's the size of this fight you're talking about. It's the ultimate. When you and oh Bob makes comments like talks are progressing well and etc what can you tell us a little bit about what those talks are at this generally finalising contracts you know going through all the outstanding points um, solving any stumbling blocks it's difficult because I just did an interview with Sky and it's like you don't I don't really want to talk about it because everyone gets bored about it. I think if you over talk something people get bored with saying it's close or it's close it's so but everyone wants to talk about it so it's difficult because Unless you just say, I'm not talking about it, which is not our job, really. Um, but you say the same things all the time. It's progressing. When it's done, we'll let you know. Oh, he's, oh you keep saying it's progressing. But yeah, because it is. I'm being asked about it. So all I can tell you is we're moving in the right direction. And hopefully, and I believe, we will get it done. I find it a little bit concerning that you label it as a 90% chance that this fight happens. But you have a funny it. amount. Well, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't know Tyson Fury. You know, I don't... But when someone says to you, well, that question comes in all the time. What percentage... Ch I don't know. Fucking, out, out of 10. I know, but... So I thought 90's, you know, pretty good, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, but what, if it's 90... Bob said 95. Well, I'll go at 95, if that makes everyone happy. You go at 95. But you just don't... You said Tyson Fury might wake up tomorrow and say, I'm not doing it, or I'm injured, or I retire, or... I, I don't... You know, I don't have a relationship with Tyson Fury. I don't know what he's thinking. The vibe I'm getting is he wants to fight. I know AJ does. So, but but again, it comes down to AJ is the boss. You know, he has to be happy in this situation, which so far he is. Then we go out, we have to finalise the venue, make both, Tyson's got to be happy, AJ's got to be happy, and then and then we move forward. So I, I can't tell you yet. It's, done. it's never 100% done till the geezer's about to go, seconds up! Wallop. Well, no. Ding. What? Wallop. <laughs> Seconds out. Wallop. Eddie, um, in an ideal situation for you, when do you want a contract signed by? Uh, Two weeks, a month? Yeah, I mean, same question. What percentage of chocolate? No, but, I don't know. I mean, I want it signed today. Yes, I know, but realistically. But realistically, within four weeks. Okay. Within four weeks. I'll give myself a nice buffer. But I, just, I don't know, mate, you know what I mean? You know, there'll be drafting going back this week, next week, and everyone's ready to move forward and, and go, go to market, really.
Has it been spoken about whose name leads this? Not, not yet, actually. <laughs> that needs one of them. <laughs> that might be the 10%. You know what I mean? But in that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It hasn't yet felt like it's that kind of... It's not. Do, do you know what I mean? What, that, the feeling that you get, the, the fight... No, I'm, not, I'm not going, no. I'm not, no. If I don't get that, the fight's right. off. I've been, in, I've been there before. You know, I remember when Scott Quigg boxed Carl Frampton. Fuck me. And it was like, I'll get your first choice change rooms. Was that the fight where you had that check? The big check? Yeah. It wasn't a big check. It was a small check. Oh, I thought you had the big... Yeah, but... Yeah, big check. Yeah, but... Did I get the fight, mate? Yes. Yeah, so why are you piping up? I'm not. I'm just saying. The stuff you used to do with those people. Oh, here he is. <laughs> look at that. Look. Fucking look at that, look. I swear you offered Deontay Wilder like five million on one of these interviews once to take a fight. Probably. Um, okay. We've had some fun though, haven't we? Absolutely. Um, okay, WBO situation, Edward. With what? With Usyk. What is the latest with that? The latest? We know what, what you've said that you want to happen. You want them to fight for the interim. Let no, I think, the I think that, look, I think in an ideal scenario, the WBO would say, of course, we will uh, sanction the undisputed fight as the biggest fight in boxing. And in the meantime, we will make the next two available for the interim world title. And the winner of that fight has to fight them. And if they don't, then the winner of the interim world title will become world heavyweight champion. But I think Usyk loves boxing. I think Usyk sees the value of an undisputed champion. He won't want to be the guy that stops that fight from being becoming undisputed. But we can't just disrespect Usyk and say, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. I mean, in his situation, he'll, he'll be looking for a step aside. But if, you know, and he needs to be happy with a resolution. But at the same time, the sport needs this fight. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking to speak with Usyk and uh, Alex Krasuk and try and find a resolution. You know, it's difficult because you've got Usyk fighting Joe Joyce, you know, we wouldn't be able to agree a deal with those guys, or I wouldn't be able to agree a deal with Joe Joyce because, you know, it'll end up going at purse bids, which I think is great for both fighters because there'll be a, a nice bid up on that fight. But Usyk is in a strong position and he's got to be happy. You know, I think it's just not a case of, you know, sorry Alex, you know, this is happening and we'll speak to you later. And I don't think the WBO, as keen as they are for the fight, and, you know, everyone's desperate for the fight, they'll want to make sure that, that you know, he has, he has rights in this situation. Eddie, moving on, uh, what did you make of Chris Eubank signing up with the Salons? And also, there's been a lot of talk about him, I mean, Speaking about him fighting Kel Brook and yeah, I threw that. I, I just always, you know, remember with the Golovkin stuff, and you know, I always felt that those those two would be an interesting fight. So um, I had a good chat with Kel the other day, and we were talking about options. You know, what fights do we have? You know, obviously Golovkin and etc. For Eubank, and I just threw Kel Brook into the mix because there's a bit of spite there. You know, a bit of history. Obviously, there's a two division difference, but Kel's been up. You know, at 154 and once at 160. I don't know. Um, Did you mention Billy Joe for, for Chris yet? Or no, no. 
No, that's not a fight right now that is of interest. Billy Joe needs that defining fight, you know, and for me, that's Canelo Alvarez. Um, Demetrius Andrade has been ordered to fight Liam Williams. Actually, just received a letter today. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. So there's a purse bid, I think, 15 days' time. Um, so, really, we need to make the Canelo Alvarez fight for Billy Joe. Um, and so, that, are that's you, what we're trying with to that do. situation with the WBO calling that, you've kind of put Saunders Andrade on the back burner for, for the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they've made their order for that fight, and I believe I can deliver uh, the Canelo Alvarez Billy Joe Saunders fight. But Billy's got, you know, same thing, Billy's got to be happy. And unfortunately, we're in a moment right now where there isn't a bumper gate in Vegas, you know, on the line. So you've got Canelo Alvarez or, you know, other fighters might take less money and some might not be willing to take less money and etc. But, you know, for me, this is Billy's chance now to do what he's always said. You know, he believes he can beat Canelo Alvarez and I believe we can make that fight for Cinco de Mayo. And, but Bill's got to be happy. And, you know, until Bill is happy with the deal for that fight, it won't happen. But I hope we can get to a point where he's happy because he believes he can win a fight. And that's his moment to try and achieve greatness. So that's the conversations with him and MTK to say, let's try and make that fight for Cinco de Mayo. What percentage are you coming? <laughs> it's there, it's there. That fight. That, that fight that opportunity is there for Is he the front but, runner for Canelo yes. right now? Uh, yeah, you know, you've got Yildirim, obviously, Yildirim. in a couple of weeks. I mean, it's five yes. weeks away. So, Billy, that fight is there for Billy Joe. I think we have an opportunity to get that fight over the line. But again, Bill's got to be happy. Everyone's got to be happy with the deal. And, um, you know, talks are ongoing. Well, I'm going to try and wrap these next few questions. Eddie, uh, Kel Brook and Amir Khan, any movement on this? No, no. I mean, it's only an interview that, that Amir gave. And, um, but Kel's come back on TalkSport and said, yeah, he does. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, look, I, the problem was, is when there was millions in that fight, I couldn't make it. Now there's a third of what was once in the fight. How do you make it now? So I said to Amir, let's meet up when you get back. You know, I'd look at it. I mean, I still like it. I, I love the build up. It's intriguing. So we'll see. I'm not going to ask you what percentage we are. What percentage? 10 years. Oh, not 10 years, 6 years. 20%. 20%? That's what you're giving yeah. me on this? Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll take it. Um, have you spoke to Gail Brook? I just texted him um, the other day. Nothing, nothing major. I spoke to him after his fight with Crawford and just messaged him the other day. Yeah, a little, little update. Um, okay. Devin Haney situation. Regarding um, so, Garcia. listen, the WBC are going to order the fight between Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia. I want to make that fight. The zone want to make that fight. Listen, if he fights Tank, I understand that's a big fight as well. So I wouldn't knock him for that, of course. But if he doesn't fight Tank, he should be fighting Devin Haney. And you know, if we can't get that fight, I'd love to make Haney against Tiafimo Lopez. Um, Liam Smith, anything in the pipeline for Liam? Just trying to work out the Jesse Vargas fight. Um, you know, difficult at the moment to, to make fights like that, but you know, maybe looking to get Jesse Vargas and Liam Smith out separately in the next sort of six to eight weeks and then make that fight in the summer. It's, it's still a fight I'd love to see. Anything for Callum Johnson out there at the moment? No, I haven't spoke to Joe, never come back to me since the sort of back and forwards. So, you know, I saw Callum, Callum Johnson say he wants a run out, 
offered him a run out in November and then a championship fight in February and then another big fight in June. And since I've offered him that, he still hasn't boxed. So he should have taken it. And, you know, love to work with Callum Johnson still, but I'm making offers to fighters and, and it's difficult. And if you don't take your opportunity or a slot, it goes to the next person and they take it very quickly. Okay, well, I know you've got uh, more important things to do. Absolutely. All right, I said it as a bit of a joke. Oh, it's a joke. Sorry, mate. No, no, that's all. banter, mate. No, okay. Um, I've just looked out there. There's loads of merchandise out there. Mm -hmm. We're going a little comp. You want to do a comp? little comp for a little... little, little T-shirt or a hoodie? It's cold. Hoodie. Two hoodies. Two hoodies. Okay. God, you say it. What do they got to do? Before you, why you think of this, Callas Allen said to me that they're not looking at Philip Hergovich and Michael Hunter anymore, they're looking at Bacoli. Correct. So when will that go on? That will go early April, hopefully. I mean, certainly in April. There's going to be a big show, middle end of April, that we're working on, and that will be a fantastic fight for it. Um, hoodies. Mm, okay. Lawrence Acoli turned his life around in a McDonald's in London. He was flipping burgers and up on the big screen he saw Anthony Joshua fighting for the Olympic gold and he said, I'm going to change my life. What branch of McDonald's was it? Okay. That's a question for one hoodie. Okay. Do the other one and then I'll tell, tell them how they do it. Okay. Question two. Let's just give two away for the right answer. The first two answers out, yeah? Or do you want to do some separate questions? Someone might see that answer. Oh, for fuck's sake, mate. Um, it's that personal to you, Eddie. Okay. Um, a guessing game going on. Okay. Okay. Chocolatito against Estrada is likely to take place in Texas on March the 13th. In not a traditionally huge Texas town, but where am I considering that fight taking place? Within Texas? Yes. Okay. So, what you have to do is tag Eddie, tag myself, with the answer to one of the questions, and also hashtag it something. Go on, hashtag... Hashtag... Hashtag hoodie. Goodie. Ho <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hoodie goodie. Hoodie? Hoodie. What? Hashtag hoodie goodies. Hoodie goodie hoodie. No, hoodie goodies. Hoodie hoodie goodies. H-O-O-D-I-E-S-G-O-O-D-I-E-S. -O -O -E okay. 
Hashtag hoodie goodies. With your answer. The first yeah. one on the... On okay, the well, you can, you can monitor yeah, it. Monitor yeah, that. yeah, great. Right, Edward, thank you very much for talking to Eiffel TV. Have you got anything else you'd like to add? No, I want to say we're back. Five shows in the UK. Massive US announcements coming soon as well. This is going to be a massive year. Fans, no fans, you're going to be joining us for all the action. Thank you for your support. Whatever you're doing, however you're feeling right now in 2021, get up, dress up, and show the fuck up. Let's go. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.